Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. This is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal Lynn. <laughs> and today we have a wonderful third voice that you will be hearing and a third face that you will be seeing if you are joining us on YouTube. Camden is here to talk about runes with us and to really give us a deep understanding of all the things that you can do with them, history, context, everything. Camden, welcome. Please tell everybody how amazing you are because we already know. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. My name is Camden. Um, I am a psychic medium. I also read runes and uh, I don't know. Let's let's get into it and yeah. unless you want me to say more I can get I yeah can so <laughs> especially by the end we're, don't worry everybody if you feel drawn to Camden's energy and you find throughout this podcast that you would like a reading from Camden uh, we'll make sure you know how to reach out as well is there a thing you want to kind of plug right away social media or anything like that uh, it's very simple I am uh, Camden Mauer on everything so that's C-A-M-D-E-N M-A-U-E-R uh, you can also find me at uh, two ravens and a scorpion.com uh that. that is that's my own, like shop i guess so to speak yeah no one's gonna forget that anytime soon no yeah. that's really neat <laughs> um i love that and also i love that your name is your social media handle that's so much easier. Uh, yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah Living the dream. Power. i love it um so let's start out can you just describe your background for us a little bit like yeah. how did you get into being a psychic medium but also how did that take you into runes or vice versa how did that all work right so uh if we rewind a little bit back to 2020 um yeah. I think a lot of people were going through some of their own awakenings during that period I personally was staying up until like four in the morning and then going through my own ish so much so that I was like, I was calling my partner and being like, hi, I'm seeing things around the house. Uh, I don't know if I'm losing it or if I'm like actually going through something. So then I finally got my own uh, psychic reading and she was like, what you're going through is very real. And I'm like, okay, great. So like, what do I do now? <laughs> and she goes, you should, well, you should start taking classes. And I'm like, okay, great. So started taking classes, started following y'all on TikTok actually, which was, the timing was really great. Um, and then a few years prior uh, for a Christmas, my partner made me my own set of runes, which I thought was very strange because I had no like prior experience to it before then. But then around 2020, um, one, I had a lot of time <laughs> to really dig in. Mm -hmm. And two, runes like start like kind of like popping up and manifesting themselves around you as you start to dig into it. Um, and then from then on, I just kind of devoured everything that I could from then on. That's yeah, that is so on track. Like you you have that with runes. I had that with astrology, like where even if you try to ignore it, it's going to show up in your face. So that is right. something that really speaks to the fact that runes choose you as much as you choose them. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and like they were appearing like in my sink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Tenacious. Validation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So much validation of like, pay attention to this. Guess right. what? So when you talk about runes, are you talking specifically like Elder Firthark? Like, is that what you work with predominantly? There's other types and like sets of runes. Correct. Right. So predominantly I work with the Elder Firthark, namely just because of it's one, it sounds super fancy. So it's the Elder Firthark. It's the oldest. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of a trend with runes where people are like, I want to get to the oldest. I want to get to the truest form of whatever it is. There are the, 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 all the Futharks are valid and do their own job and just as accurate as each other um uh -huh. so the elder futhark is not better than anything the younger futhark is not inferior 
um there's like at least three alphabets i can think of off the top of my head that all work and they all they all serve a similar purpose mm-hmm. uh, but most of what i do is the elder truth are just mostly because that's what's gifted to me it's also what's the most like popular i would say probably if you were to go on like amazon and buy a set that's probably what you're gonna get uh-huh. awesome yeah. Yeah. And I think we're coming into a lot of that too. And probably even more so as Saturn enters into Pisces of people searching for that source, but also acknowledging that the way it's evolved since then still works. Astrology has a lot of that too. So I love that you're kind of acknowledging all wavelengths of this practice. It's cool. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. And a lot of reference books, they also like bring up all of the the alphabets a little bit, just mm-hmm. so that it's, if you find it, like you might vibe with the, the younger more so than the elder. Uh, yeah. So for maybe people or listeners that aren't super familiar, would you just describe what runes are? <laughs> so yeah, that's... maybe a little bit about the futharks and because yeah. that's a cool word. Yeah, yes. it's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> so um trying to think. So I feel like in terms of runes, people see it pop up a lot as just general symbols. So and they kind of are to a certain degree. So they're all very angular looking. Uh, if you don't know what they look like, a quick Google search will give you a pretty good like view of what they look like. They all follow that like very like 30 degree angle looking type of font. Um, so, bah, 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 bah. oh no, what was the original question? Well, they're uh, sharp because sure. it was hard to carve angles. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like yeah. They're, the, they're the easiest to carve shapes basically yes. made of lines. <laughs> yeah, so they, they pop up about um, first century uh, CE. So that's where we first started to see it in what is now like Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then as like languages have a tendency to do this, well, actually, let me correct myself. It's not technically a language, it's a writing system. Um, so that languages can fit into. So you could write any other language in runes. You could write Spanish in runes if you absolutely wanted to. Um, so uh, it serves as an alphabet. Um, and as it spread throughout what is now like Europe and Rome and Scandinavia, uh, the Elder Futhark starts to kind of branch off and get absorbed and some runes get mashed together. Uh, some runes maintain themselves and uh, they all kind of take on the flavor of the region that they derive from, from that on. Um, if you've never worked with runes or if you've never seen runes, I would say that they're they're not as like accessible not I, I take that back they're not as recognizable i think as like tarot cards for example you look at the major arcana everyone kind of knows what that is you look at the runes you go this looks like a lightning bolt and i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> um so as as, it, as the language is evolving and as it's going on the the writing system eventually also starts to develop um sounds that go with it so uh, for example uh, there's a rune called Kinaz. It looks kind of like a greater, uh, greater than, less than symbol. So, but that's it. It symbolically it has its own meaning within the language. So, like that one means torch or fire. Um, uh, but it also has an accompanying sound of ka. So that's that's part of the writing system. Is that there's kind of a phonetic element to it as well. Um, so you're looking at the runes. You've got the symbols, but with these symbols, there's an accompanying like extrapolated meaning that's been attached to it. So uh, Uru's is like Auroch, which is a cattle. Um, as you go through, each one kind of has its own little association, similar to like Major Arcana, but not so detailed in that way, if that makes sense. 
So, and then from that, we're, uh, we look to like uh, the Eddas and the Havamal and all of the other like writings and mythologies to kind of extrapolate like, okay, well, what could this rune have meant way back when? So, and now that we're so far removed from it, just in terms of history, modern interpreters also look on this and uh, kind of apply their own meanings as well from that like extrapolated source. Mm -hmm. gotcha. I, love I really... I appreciate that you differentiate between like an actual language and a writing system and like this, like discern those two things, because I think that is something that people get confused of with, especially runes and things like that, of like that nature anyway, as it's supposed to be a language, you can speak it. And it's like, not necessarily that like, you can do a lot of stuff with it because it's a writing system. And when looking at historical sources, of course, it is like mostly historical sources provide us a context in which to educatedly guess. And so there's no... There's no like concrete, this is the actual thing. We go off of like archaeological evidence, which maybe might mention four or five things about the like at all about runes, right? Or, and then there's also like, you know, Christian or biblical sources. And it's like, oh, that's not super helpful either. So, right. So, most of the writings that we see for runes are Roman, actually. So, there's not the, the prose Edda and the, the Havamal, they're not written in runes. Mm -hmm. Uh, so most of like the the large documents that we have in runes are not very long at all and are carved into things like combs or necklaces or tablets, mm -hmm. things like that. There, there's no like there's no big book of <laughs> any of the mythologies in runes, but you could write them in that if you absolutely wanted to. Mm -hmm. Painstaking, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you, you had mentioned in, in discussions and exchanges before we jumped on the call that there the relation between runes and Norse mythology may have some more context. I know a lot of people associate that pretty naturally, but tell us the, the truth that we can understand. Right. So there's kind of, I classify it into two like ways of thinking about it. Um, so there's a wonderful book. Um, Oh, it is written by Michael P. Barnes. Uh, he he studies runes as an academic subject. His book is great if you want to understand the historical like context of everything. Mm -hmm. However, he does assert within like the first few pages, he's like, they are not magical. It is just a writing system. And I'm like, okay, well, that can't be entirely true. Um, so there's that school of thinking of just looking at it through the history lens, which is super important just so you can kind of gauge the context of the culture. Mm -hmm. So in order to understand the movements, you have to understand the culture from which they're derived from. So a majority of what, so then that leads us into like school of thought number two. So a majority of like what we associate with runes in terms of their meaning and their magical uses, we have to pull from Norse mythology. So you look at the basic, like the general myths, and then you look at uh, Havamal Edda, things like that. So the the origins of runes that we have is derived from the Havamal. So it's Odin speaking and saying like, I, I, um, I sacrificed myself to myself on like the branches of Yggdrasil. Um, he like impales himself on his spear and like hangs there for nine days and nine nights. And then when he looks down, uh, he sees the runes within like the tree roots. So you're not going to find that in an academic text that's looking at just the history of it. So they'll probably acknowledge it, but for most of like the magical things that are associated with it, you have to look to the myths and the mythologies. Mm -hmm. So especially once you start getting into like the meanings of the runes, because certain deities have specific runes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Thor is probably like the most easily recognizable. So he's got three saws. It's his own rune. And then everything associated, like when you try to like 
look at it further like what could it mean it's just Thor <laughs> and like what comes along with Thor <laughs> that's interesting so on a very personal level how do you use runes on like your in your like day-to-day sort of space so it depends so there's always it's always you can always treat it like tarot a little bit you can always do like a rune poll for the day um uh one of my personal favorite my if we're gonna get like super super personal one of my favorite methods is um so if anybody's familiar with like uh creating sigils there's there's that process some people like cross out letters as they go what I do if I'm trying to do something kind of um maybe more ambitious than like a daily like tarot tarot pull or rune pull um Mm -hmm. there's like you like write out what you're trying to manifest you go through and then replace I do it by sound so all of the runes have their accompanying sound so I I go through and I break I trans I translate I'm saying that very loosely I can't translate anything but (laughs) I go through and I I swap out the runic letters the English letters for the runic sounds uh and then cross out any extras and then create it, its own like bind rune so bind runes are super are super accessible really easy um it's just it's also if you have like an artsy streak in you they're also really fun so they're very like aesthetically pleasing too so the, the more you insert a rune into uh an image it's a manifestation of your will so what i really like to do especially you guys have touched on belief work before in the past um whatever belief you're trying to release or whatever belief you're trying to encourage, what I really like to do is to create a bind rune for it. So that way, once you look at that bind rune and that image, you go, okay, yes, I know what this means. And it also, it doesn't attract necessarily as much attention, like, like as opposed to slapping a sentence on your water bottle. Uh, Oh, that's, that's also something I do is I'll take my like hydro flask and take like a chalk marker and draw runes like on the bottom of it or like on the side of it. Cause that just one, it wipes off super easily, but also then like, the actual water is charged with the intention of the bind rune or the regular mm-hmm. rune. I love that. That's so cool. So that one's yeah. I like that. I was yeah. very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a, a chalkboard hydro flask now. I feel like that's a really great industry. To bring yeah, yeah, in. actually. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point. No, I appreciate all those different and like kind of varied uses for runes because I know when talking about runes, people either view them and are like, oh, it's a sigil for something. Like I in my you know, very early time when I first discovered runes, I used like Iwas and put it above all my doors. It's like protection, like here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like in a sigil space or in a divination sort of realm. So I like the idea that you can use it for so much more. I don't think people necessarily are immediately thinking that when they think runes, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and I think even when I first started out as well, I was like, this is just like a divination system, just like tarot. And then I started like digging into it. I'm like, oh, but there's like a practical application element to it too. I can use this for things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really, really fun uh, for anybody that's listening, if they're feeling especially ambitious, um, I've had a couple of, I've had some pretty good luck with this where like you go out into nature. Uh, so whatever like space you might feel connected to and just gently ask either the, the powers that be or the spirits of like the land to be like, hi, I could use some guidance. Uh, could I have a rune please um and you might find like rocks with like rune like and like it'll it'll be hard to miss great I think you should probably have like a little guidebook with you just so you know what you're looking for um but like rocks trees like things they'll start they will pop up 
if you're like asking nicely for them. So, and then that'll help like nudge you in a direction. It's a great way to get validation externally, which is really nice and fun. Do you have a, a specific book that you recommend people use for a guidebook? Because, you know, some people are going to have right. books that are of varying degrees of useful. Correct. So, um, so I, I would highly recommend, I think my number one would be Diana Paxson's, excuse me, uh, Taking Up the Runes. So it's, it's hefty. It looks like a really big read. It's actually really digestible, which is nice. Um, she walks you through the runes in pairs um, and then has accompanying uh, rituals to go with them that she encourages you to try. Um, the really big thing within that book is that you have to experience the runes as much as you like study them. Mm -hmm. uh, so she like recommends like in like ingesting them. So like, like writing them on food and then like actually eating yeah. them, participating in rituals that like focus on them. Um, and then I, I will say if, if you want a free option. <laughs> I really uh, like that idea I of like, like in order to learn something, you have to eat it. Like, yeah. yes, I yeah. love oh that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah, might really just adapt that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And I think the other thing that I really like about like using runes in day-to-day -day life is you can use this for like other things too. So like Crystal, like for your example, like if you wanted to ingest the energy of like a particular planet, yes, <laughs> like you could, I suppose you could do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, or of your manifestation because you can translate it into sound I, that is the rune yeah. and then put, like, I, that is just such a cool idea. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say if you're looking for a free option for like a guidebook, uh, runesecrets.com is very accessible. It's really great. It's, I think, I think when baby me was really looking into it, that was, I think the site that kept coming back to the most. Nice. nice. Yeah. It's always yeah. good to know what websites are kind of overlooked. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who are doing such wonderful free work yeah. for communities. <laughs> um, you know, shameless plug for someone that I've connected with astro-seek.com. They will not take money from you. They won't do it because it's a passion project. So, you know, it sounds like runesecrets.com mm -hmm. is a pretty similar resource where yeah. there, you can tell because it's still free that it is a passion that they're oh, contributing yeah. to. And Absolutely. I really love that. And it's great because they give like a breakdown, but then also like their own personal experience. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, which is also something I should probably touch on in a lot of like Norse, like traditions, personal experience, your, your own individual ecstatic states. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. There's another word for it, but essentially your personal experience weighs very heavily on like how you interpret, how you use things. Mm -hmm. And like, that's one of the things that should rank really high. So like the guidebook is great, but if you have a particular, like very like individual experience with like a particular rune or with a particular set of runes, like that should not supersede, but really work together with the actual like guide if that yeah. makes sense well that's how we talk about crystals a lot as well like a crystal is going to have a specific meaning but if you feel drawn to it for a certain purpose then that also adds to the context right oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. so with runes this is another i know this is something that you're passionate about chris just mentioned that but what are some misconceptions with runes or how have they been misused historically and and what's the what would you like people to know about yeah. that yeah so <laughs> such a leading question yeah i know um it's really unfortunate <laughs> too um i if one i will say i'll preface this by saying i think i'm probably as passionate about it because as somebody that learned uh on their own there i really wish someone had told me this from the outset uh mm -hmm. where um certain groups <clears throat> 
who uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the best way they who will not be named <laughs> they who will not, they, people who i do not want to give free publicity uh there yeah. are certain groups uh that have co-opted particular rooms um mm-hmm. because the, and part of working with rooms i think is also acknowledging that um there are people that misuse things and people people from all over the world misuse things for their own purposes um but remember how i mentioned that people are always like i want to get back to like the root source well this particular group took that way too far um and there's they wanted to really focus on perfection purity blah 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 um so i will say it's important to do your research if you want to get into runes you need to not accidentally throw up um uh, a whistle in like your profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah. unfortunately, like runes like Othala, which is like a really cool, powerful rune, like deals with like legacy and like um, inheritance and things like that. Don't be like putting that like publicly on your profile pages. Don't put it on like on your name badge or like get a tattoo of it. Um, so if you want a runic tattoo, go for it, but really, really like make sure that it's not a symbol of like hate and something that is not great. (laughs) That sounds like a a similar mistake that some people make when they get any language that they're not familiar with. You know, you get a a kanji or some um, hiragana or katakana on your arm and it like means something totally not what you thought it means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they talk about that in uh, astrological magic too. Any sigils, you're creating the meaning in your skin as well. So you have to understand that that is now a part of you. So it does make sense. And thank you for pointing that out. You know, as many of us are like, yeah, I want to integrate this or ingest this or wear this as personally as possible. Um, right. Know it. And it's, <laughs> know what I, you're doing. for me personally, it's also like, I get a little wary whenever I see like a lot of runic tattoos. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't know if you know, and I need to keep my mouth shut because this has nothing to do with me, but <laughs> I'm very nervous yep. for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it is a very common thing that we've seen throughout history repeatedly over and over and over again. When one group wants to have more power, they appropriate the symbols from another group that could, if twisted correctly to their narrative, support whatever agendas they have. And if they're very hateful agendas, which oftentimes people who want a lot of power have then unfortunately these symbols that were not intended to be hateful get connected with that level of hate and and disgust and and that's not good um you know the the symbols that originally came from hinduism were repurposed in a really horrific way right so like that's like the quickest and easiest example you can give yeah um but i just i appreciate the work you're doing to separate runes from that right unfortunate legacy that people have taken them for you know yeah <laughs> yeah and even in diana paxton's book she added a new forward in like 2020 and she's like hi just wanted to pop in and say <laughs> like huh. these are not what these like are meant to be used for and it's probably it, i agree with her point of like if you want to get into runes you really need to understand them and it all the more reason to understand them mm-hmm. uh, so that way it, you can combat any beliefs that are not true and yeah. what I think is funny is the greatest irony is that Nordic peoples, as they like conquered other areas, would absorb parts of that culture. They're very homogenous in that way. So they'll they'll take on parts of it. So there's not really any room for exclusion or like discrimination yes. in like runic spaces. Um, and yeah. also I just want to tack on that runes are for like absolutely everything. 
mm-hmm. when I was first reaching out, I'm half Mexican. So I was like reaching out, like, I'm like, I would like to speak to my ancestors. And then the white half popped in and was like, oh, you wanted to learn about runes, huh? I was like, oh no, I was actually hoping to like, I thought it was going like towards the brujeria like aspects, but the, mm-hmm. the other ancestors hopped in and I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, so yeah, the, I appreciate that that inclusion it is for everybody um and i also think it's really important to have a discussion and I, i'm not saying necessarily here that we need to have the discussion but if you're going to use any sort of ancient magic anything you need to understand the actual society at the time where that was birthed out of because mm-hmm. there's such a distinct like even with tarot which really came in like the 1700s it was actually like came from there it's not more ancient from that necessarily depending upon what symbols and stuff are on the tarot it's just really important to understand that historical context to understand all of the nuance that might be coming in with a specific magic system which runes are mm-hmm. in a sense a magic system mm-hmm. yeah i just yeah. appreciate that acknowledgement it's super important i'm <laughs> yeah. super passionate yeah. about it yeah. <laughs> so and i appreciate are- you acknowledging it they're a magical language. Like, you know, you've mentioned even before we got on the call, it is, even though they're a writing thing, it's, it's a a form of drawing sounds together Mm -hmm. that creates an energy that creates an intention that, you know, all of those things that magic is, especially us, you know, writing as a magical modality and a healing modality, we totally get that. Um, And it's, you know, Emily has tattoos of the books that have meant the most important Mm -hmm. things to her. And there's meaning and depth to that. And it's, it's just a really important knowing that comes along with it, which I think is yeah. equally magical. Yeah. And I think what is also like the most magical part of it is that like when there's a concept, like once, when you use runes, one, it connects you to this, like this idea of like oneness. So like mm-hmm. if you, if you use a rune, you are connecting to like that, like core power that people for thousands and thousands of years have like connected to so like when you use runes you're also connecting with everybody before you that's ever used them or like uh the like whatever core energy of of it is so it's it's kind of like writing with a buddy I suppose if you want to think of it that way or with a guide (laughs) yeah or the character on your shoulder yeah Yeah. I mean at the root of it it's like quantum entanglement like we're all still connected (laughs) going all the way back yeah um do you have it's, a favorite rune? Do I have Sorry, a I know it's like kind of a oh, random yeah, no, no, you're good. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I have a favorite rune off the top of my head? Um, or a favorite series of runes, I guess. Uh, you don't have to pick just one. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's, there's only 24. So like, it's not, it's not like there's like a big choice to have. I think it cycles. To, I think depending on what it is that I need. So like for, I, like for today, especially since I'm talking to you guys, my favorite rune is absolutely like Ansu's. So mm-hmm. one, it's Odin's rune. I do a lot of deity work with him uh but also it's the rune of like speech and speaking um which so like for me for today i'm like okay great we're gonna like really be <laughs> let's get that speaking we're gonna be communicating for sure um i think i'm trying to think what other ones do i gravitate towards a lot um it, they, there truly is like a rune for like every situation too um I'm trying to think Mm-hmm. Pop quizzed you out of nowhere <laughs> i know no 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 you're okay it's well it's just funny it's it's one of those things where like i've i've had favorites in the past and then and then they're like okay great this was your favorite for a while you don't need you to hold on to this for right now you can move on to a mm-hmm. different room there's so many there's more you can pick from um and well uh, and 
kind of going back to like <laughs> the the like whistle, so to speak. My favorite for the longest time was Othala. It has to do with family and like legacy and like community. Um, and so like when it was popping up for me a lot in the past, it was like, yeah, here's, this is part of like your legacy. So like your ancient ancestors, this is like something that they would use, please mm-hmm. take this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, I feel weird saying that it's my favorite rune because I don't <laughs> I don't want to signal to anybody be like that's his favorite he's yeah. he's he's like a safe space I'm like no 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 I'm not mm. get away from me <laughs> um so it's also depending on the book in my like it, I it, originally I was taught that was like Odin's rune it's not uh but um my favorite runes are the ones that like I feel help connect me with like my deities and like my powers. So we've got Fehu for Freya and I'm trying to think about Freya because it's on the time for Freg and then uh Othella, uh not Othella, but Ansu's for um Odin. So so if you want to get into deity work too, like those are mm-hmm. like you find the rune of the deity and that's like a great way in. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, it's a nice, we talk about getting validation a lot on here and talking to your guides in that way a lot. And I think this is a really simple way to do that. Like there's like a key that you can follow. So I think that'll be really helpful to a lot of our listeners that are especially like working on, you know, opening up more and talking to their guides more or their deity work or anything like that. Yeah. It seems like a really great way to meet halfway where, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're reaching out to where this energy and each it's reaching out back to you and you get this meet in the middle intention. Mm -hmm. And that alignment is just really strong. And I can, I can feel how much energy of like, as you're talking about these different deities and their, their sigils, and I can feel the personal relationship you've already developed with them. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool to almost see them standing behind you with like this solemn approval that goes along with it. So I I don't usually like end up reading someone's energy as we interview Mm -hmm. them, but I can see that of, you know, especially the, when you spoke of Frigg and Freya behind you. Mm-hmm. yeah that's really funny because as I actually at the same time as I'm saying the runes for who I'm like it's like bop, 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 and I'm like oh yeah. oh hi hi everybody you call we're just chilling, we're just chilling <laughs> together <laughs> yeah um, um could could you give an example about how runes are used in divination since that is such a common yes. like association like mm-hmm. how do you do a divination reading using runes I was so hoping you would ask me that um <laughs> <laughs> um so what I initially when I first started out I was like this feels really similar to tarot um and I thought I was cheating initially because most of my personal experience had been with tarot and I'm like all the books are saying you just pull three and I'm like that's exactly what you do for tarot and it is (laughs) there's uh, so there's there I like to think there's like two modes of divination so in the same way that you would do a card pull or like a tarot spread also applicable to runes so like you could do i'm trying to think like you could do like the celtic cross with runes instead of tarot cards uh granted you have to be careful once you start getting into like bigger spreads because you only got 24 so that's that's like your max limit (laughs) um my personal favorite way of divining and reading is uh so whether or not this was actually actually used way back when in the day is like very debatable but um I don't know, like in movies, you see it sometimes where people cast runes. Mm -hmm. So you reach in, you grab about, so you reach in, let me rephrase, you reach into like a bag or your container or whatever your runes are in, grab however many of them you feel is right. And then you take those bad boys and you toss them onto 
uh, like a mat or a board or your reading cloth. And then mm -hmm. how they land is how you can interpret those. Um, what's usually really helpful is that like, uh, like going back to like your favorite rune, like let's say you pick a rune to begin with, be like, this rune is gonna be me. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or sometimes if you throw runes, you're just like that rune in particular is definitely, I think I'm being pulled intuitively towards that rune, that one is me. And then you look at how the chips fall around it and then like mm -hmm. then you can look at things like proximity so if something's like right on top of you that energy is like very much with you versus like uh the further away you get are things like that are more on the horizon uh that one's definitely a lot more i feel like it's more random it's also very satisfying if you've got like if anybody like plays D D and you have like that dice goblin inclination yeah. like that will definitely scratch that itch mm -hmm. <laughs> just like um and then you then you, that's where a guidebook could be handy if you don't have them memorized and you start looking at like what the meanings are. Um, but mm -hmm. the thing that I will say, do not discount your own like initial thoughts or like intuition mm -hmm. for sure. Um, what I th think I like a little bit more about runes as opposed to tarot. I love tarot. Tarot's great. She's reliable. I'll never leave her. Um, but you don't have the same kind of imagery um to rely on so you mm -hmm. have you really do really truly have to rely on your own intuitive pings and like the feelings that you as an individual get yeah. so you know there's there's different forms i think that runes come in and there's different places where you can probably acquire runes and you know i've seen them on amazon and that's a little you know iffy whether or not you're getting mm -hmm. good quality runes what Two questions. What makes a, a set of runes good quality? What should you look for when purchasing or when looking to acquire runes? Should they be gifted? That's one of the things that sometimes comes oh, up around yeah. crystals tarot. And do you have uh, a specific source that you like to go to because you know it's a, a credible source for them? Mm -hmm. um, I will say it's kind of like working out in that uh, the best workout that you're going to do is the one that you're going to do so the best set of runes you can get are the runes that you're going to use <laughs> um uh in a lot of uh reading that i've done uh like the best the best there's not a wrong way let me preface that but um one of the best ways to uh get your set of runes is just to make them yourself so if you're especially crafty like this is great one because you're putting your own energy into the thing that you're going to be using um but two you also know where you're sourcing it from um so and let's say hypothetically you don't want to make your own runes you want to buy them um or one i guess the christmas season is a little bit over but it's always like just to float the idea to somebody um <laughs> um amazon for example, is you could do worse, could do better, <laughs> but um, I feel like Etsy is also a really great place to look. So people that really what it boils down to is the uh, I don't want to say better runes. I feel like maybe the mm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this so, more integrity or energetic yeah, charge. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, so small businesses things like that also mm -hmm. don't be afraid to buy your own uh i've been very fortunate in that uh i, I have a lot of people in my life that enable me um so, <laughs> they, so they get me a lot of sets of things um but cheers to the enablers on that one because yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a favorite <laughs> thing to enable let's do it <laughs> yeah no truly um 
uh, I will also say if you're gifted runes like out of the blue, that might be like a hint, hint, nudge, nudge to like go in that direction because that's mm-hmm. not really an accident. Um, but runes can be as simple or as complex as you want to be them. Even in uh, like Diana Paxson's book, she's like, you could do a runic reading with scraps of paper if that's all you have. Um, so since they're a writing system, you can carve them onto anything. You can write them onto anything and they're good to go. So Sculpey, even you could like, just, you could really, truly make it a craft day. Mm-hmm. I said, um, cause I like rainbow things. <gasps> I used rainbow dragon tears and just painted with white paint on them and then just sprayed them with lacquer. Yeah. Very simple. Exactly. Yeah. There's such a simple thing to draw. There's not even curves. So if you're not artistic, yay. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's hard to mess. It's kind of one of those things. It's hard to mess up too. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's also a recommendation. Like, let's say you buy your runes or they're gifted to you, and you didn't make them. Uh, as you make them, you leave your imprint on them. Um, mm-hmm. This is gonna sound. <laughs> this is gonna sound insane. Um, one of the recommendations that I was given was t- to lick them. No, that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, saying it out loud sounds a little, but like, I mean, if you're making out a bone, maybe right. don't lick that. Yeah, but if you're making them out of like, yeah. and that <laughs> does show up in a lot of magical practices, that yeah. is mm-hmm. something that, that repeats. Yeah. Yeah. So bodily fluids are very important in this kind of tradition. Do with you will with that information <laughs> if you would like to really make sure your runes are your own. Yeah. There's your cliffhanger for the day. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really are. No, I love that though. I think that's important. Or at least, yeah, you can also just, you know, sleep with them under your pillow if you don't yes. want to lick them. Yes. Um, <laughs> or charge them with your energy in that way. But I like licking. I think that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Long it's, it's safe. Uh, yeah. And it's, it does, it is like a forbidden, like brain scratch <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, I think. They also do make rune cards, right? Like they, that's another thing too. I think I've seen those. I've personally never seen those, but I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if there are. Okay. Um, there's probably even, if I, I'm willing to bet, there's probably even like a beginner set that will have like the runes and then what their meanings underneath it. I wouldn't be surprised. If there's not, then that's another business I need to get in on. <laughs> say, if there's not, even if there is, you should probably do right. it. Anyway. Right. <laughs> right um and it's so and then going back to like that idea of like oneness and connection if it's on a card if it's on a scrap piece of paper if it's on stone if you made it whatever that rune is still a reflection of that energy and of that connection so basically as soon as you slap that bad boy onto something it is connected with everything else that came before it and will come after it and with that energy it's um by the way there are I'm on Etsy right now <laughs> and there are, there are cards with the meanings underneath it. And it's uh it's pretty cool. So there are tons of options on Etsy that are in all sorts of different forms for anybody who's looking for something that feels more personal to be drawn to. It's really cool. But I also like what you just said, because again, that resonates with so many other practices, including astrological magic, where when you create the physical form, the energy sort of insoles that. And it yeah. becomes this real thing. I'm wearing a sun talisman right now. So there are sigils written on it. There are herbs written on it. It's a specific kind of stone. It was done at a specific time. And it called in the energies to be able to say like, hey, I exist in the physical. Here's a little doorway for you to be able to exist in the physical, which is something you have to be responsible with at the same time. And I'm sure runes are very similar. Right. Um, but it sounds a lot like that. Uh, 
let me know if I'm off base though. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's exactly it. I feel, I feel like that's pretty, that's pretty well aligned. Cool. So what is something you wish you would have known when you started out doing runs for all of our beginners out there? Like, what would you love to say to beginners or I, like, I'm going totally off yeah. of the questions yeah, we sent yeah. you for inspiration, yeah. by the oh, way, no, I'm just like yeah. intrigued now. So yeah. sorry if it's no, you're good. I'm actually, I'm actually really glad you asked because I, I'm, yeah. I've started my own little series of like, I, I'm explaining this to you the way that I wish someone had explained it to me. Yeah. Um, That's what we need. Yeah. I it really is. If I had to pick like a handful, I would probably say like, just learn, just start to associate the names with the rune, just, mm-hmm. just to start really kind of mm-hmm. like flashcard yourself a little bit. So it's one, you might have intuitive feelings about them as you do that which is really important to take note of um but really it you're learning a new writing system so you Mm -hmm. first you have to learn the letters of the alphabet Mm -hmm. and what they are before you can like kind of dig into that and that's okay and that'll take time (laughs) but it'll probably also go faster than you think it will um also the internet is not cheating (laughs) i feel like i feel like i i I definitely relied very heavily on like the singular book I had at the time. Um, Cause I was like, no, if I Google it, then that's, it's not as true. And that is absolutely not correct. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Google. That, that was Google. I love that. <laughs> Google in the background. I always try to tell the truth. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, what's <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they had a full conversation with themselves. That was interesting. That, that was, is super divine. I love it. Yeah, no, male voice came through and then a female voice came through. I'm like, oh, you guys are just having your own little. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to take that as a positive affirmation. Yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> um, I agree. What's the other thing that I wish I knew is that not all sources are created equal. <laughs> I will say that. Um, the first book that I think I, I ever used, it was called like, I can't even remember what it is. I'm not even going to name it because it's questionable in terms of like, not in like bad content, but just not very well researched maybe, mm-hmm. but it's also like 15 years old. So, um, at a lot of like newer books, they, I've found they, they tend to reference like the history a lot more, which is good. Um, um, so I think the tip there is just really like vet your sources. One, to make sure that the, the author of whatever you're reading is inclusive and mm-hmm. um, is reliable, but also just to make sure you're really working with the whole picture um, and not, you if, you, if you're if you starting with runes, you need to develop your own relationship with them. And sometimes I'll, people put a lot of their own personal thoughts into what they mean. Uh, which may not mm-hmm. align with what you feel. And mm-hmm. so you yeah. don't want to negate your own relationship with the system that you're working with. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. I think it's a great, the same thing applies for relationships in life. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that concept too of, you know, not all sources are created equal goes for every single spiritual anything. Oh yeah. There. And I just appreciate that because I think people take a lot of, things is like oh it's a source so it's fact and that's just not true (laughs) most um and i mean historical sources as well like i've mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier it's like yeah not always accurate at all it's just Mm -hmm. other people's thoughts about other people's thoughts yeah so (laughs) and i 
Diana Paxson does a really good word, a good job of like parsing out this line of thinking belongs to this person, this line of thinking belongs to this person, this line of thinking mm. belongs to this person. Nice. Which is why I like I love her book so much. I will spout off about it about forever because it's just really practical. Um yeah, love that. <laughs> um trying to think. Yeah. I will also just in the lull, I have like a couple things to also like shout out. So there's divination, there's um there's creating sigils, there's uh try, drawing runes on things. I, a couple things that I don't see talked about a lot is um dancing runes and singing runes. So there's this magical mm-hmm. art form called Galder, uh, where it's it could be chanting, it could be an actual melody where you take you focus on a rune and you chant that, you sing that, and then let that become your ecstatic experience. Mm-hmm. Um so which I don't see shouted out a lot. So I want to plug that in there while I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Thank you for shouting that yeah. out. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Look that up. What was the name of it again? It's called Galder. Galder. Okay. I um, love that. It feels yeah. like the videos you see of people calling, calling in their cows. Like that's the energy yeah. that it's it very feels similar, similar that, to. Yeah, it's yeah, like calling yeah. in your magic. Yeah. That's like, I think that's called Kenning. Uh, but yeah. they're, they're very similar. Yeah. 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 I love that you knew that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. Like, I know Galder and Kenning. Thank you. <laughs> well, my grandfather's probably years. like all mad at me in his grave. Like, you don't know what it is. My, you don't Ken I, Kenning. I'm a second generation American from like my grandparents are from Norway. Oh, like, oh, oh great, this <laughs> can feel the Anderson being all mad at me. <laughs> Fine. Oh wow. Well, this is a really wonderful conversation. Thank you yes. so much for coming on. Um, yes. Will you tell, again, tell our audience like where they can find you, what sort of services you offer, anything like that? Because I know a lot of people are going to be really interested. Yeah. Oh, I certainly hope so. So you can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at uh, Camden Mauer, uh, which is C-A-M-D-E-N-M-A-U-E-R. Uh, and if you would like to book a psychic reading, a mediumistic reading, or your very own runic reading, um, you can find me at two ravens and a scorpion. Oh my gosh. I still love that. That just sounds Thank you. <laughs> no. How'd you come up with your website name? Sorry. That's- I know you're good. <laughs> that's actually, so it's rune related. Um, I had a so, feeling. Of course it is. Um, so as I started like developing my relationship with like Odin and how mm-hmm. he works, um, then people started buying me raven things. Um, so um and shout and out to your neighbors. I know, truly. <laughs> um, and um, so I think ravens are like a really big part of like validation for me. So like if I'm driving on the work and I see two, I'm like, okay, great. Um, and also runes are like kind of Odin's gift to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's, he's actively involved in the website, so to speak. So he's the two ravens. Um, I'm a huge fangirl of Penny Dreadful. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody um Mm -hmm. but I really resonated with like the scorpion imagery as a as a Scorpio sign Mm -hmm. uh uh, so uh Odin's got his two ravens and then I've got the scorpion and so together this is our little co-created space that's so cool I appreciate that (laughs) that's beautiful yeah well, well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us, your experience. And I feel like a lot of this was also channeled. So thanking all the energies that are working with you and through you right now as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was such an enriching experience to be able to, to learn from you today. 
So thank you so much for having me, you guys. I've learned a lot from you, so I'm very glad that I've gotten to like <laughs> pay it forward a little bit. Oh my gosh. Yes, thank you. Um, and to all of our listeners, we do have some fun Patreon uh, topics and stuff coming up for our next couple episodes. Also, we are going to do our bonus video on our Patreon, which is about uh, full moon rituals and what we personally do for those full moon rituals. So if you want to interact with that bonus video, join our Patreon. Come hang out with us there. It's really fun. You can also video, ask us questions and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the video will be live in time for the full moon, which is on the 21st. Um, for the record this full moon or it's sorry it's a new moon this new moon is in aquarius because it's the day after we enter aquarius season so happy solar returns to all aquarians out there um you got big energy coming your way so this is super fun and uh yeah more information on that is on our youtube on the astrology overview for january if you want to dig deeply into that and i'll be posting about it daily as it happens yeah uh, we hope you're having a good time as Mercury is rounding out its retrograde. Yes, Let's all, all just like small claps for Mercury. <laughs> and it's we not would even, like that. Though. Yeah. Mercury goes direct on the 18th. Anybody who's listening, by the time you hear this, you're in the clear for Mercury. Um, mm -hmm. And also knowing that on the 22nd, so right after this new moon, this is really great three days of the 20th is Aquarius season. The 21st, we have a new moon. The 22nd, Uranus goes direct as Venus also conjoins Saturn, but let's focus on Uranus going direct because all planets will be direct straight through until uh, mid to end of April at that point. So April 21st is when all planets will be direct through. So nice kind of picking up and, and being able to move forward, get ready for full steam ahead, you guys. And if you feel drawn to runes, this might be a great time to start picking up your education with them or to reach out and have someone uh, who's already an expert in them do a reading for you. <laughs> Camden. So. Thank you. <laughs> Just so casual. <laughs> Something uh, casual. About awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you take all this energy and you go make, go some, make magic. some magic. Did you? It hurts did, every time. Camden okay. says we did it. I'm going to believe yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good to me. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what we need. All right. The, the discrepancy <laughs> on Zoom, man. Oof. <laughs> Bye, everyone.